All right, guys. So welcome back. Welcome back to Double Dribble, the podcast. Uh, up, this, is, this is week two. Uh, so like we said last week, uh, we are going to dive right in here. We're going to give you guys a little taste for uh, the NBA playoffs. But real quick, we got a quick update on the state of the NBA season from Josh. So, guys, the 2020 playoffs were supposed to uh, start on April 18th. But because of the coronavirus, you know, everything got shut down. March 11th, a few players, they, uh, you know, tested positive for corona, so everything shut down. So what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about, you know, if the playoffs were to start today, con- considering all, you know, all health all health issues, all standings and everything of that nature. Um, so everybody, all true basketball fans, you guys understand the – the real format, for those who don't know, uh, the NBA work a, a seeding system. So basically, uh, the NBA is broken off into two conferences. The top eight teams in each conferences, uh, they'll go to a head-to-head in the first round. Uh, the format is, is easy, basic, 2-2, 1-1-1, uh, system where the top-seeded team will play the first two home games and they'll go to the lower-seeded team. Um, so it's really just the best of four, or best of the seven series. So the first team to win four games, they get to move on to the next round. Um, the seeding is, like I said, based off of record only. Uh, conference seedings and conference standings, they don't matter. Uh, if there is a, a tie, the, the tiebreaker will go to a head-to-head matchup. And if there's still a tie there, then they'll go to interconference. Yeah, so, yeah, and so the important thing there with the seeding the, in the conferences, you got the Eastern Conference and you got the Western Conference. Um, and so they'll seed the teams uh, one through eight in the east and one through eight in the west, and then those teams will play, and then obviously the east versus the west meets for the championship. Um, you know, the NBA, <laughs> it's funny, Josh, the NBA, they've, they've toyed around with changing up this format, but this has been tried and true for, for a number of years now. It's always been east versus west to decide, you know, who the best team in the country is. I, I kind of like the format, to be honest. I don't. I don't know how I feel about them changing it. What do you think, man? Honestly, if they were going to change it, and you know, there's always speculation that they're going to switch up the playoff format uh, due to the shortened season, which is, I think, this is the best time to test some things. Um, in my personal opinion, I think there's a certain player in the NBA, and whatever conference he is in, that conference is usually stacked. Um, just because of the, the super team structure that we've got going on. We talked about that last, about how the game has evolved a little bit. Um, in my opinion, the past couple of years, one conference has been way better than the other conference, and the now, conference finals has kind of been a wash. Now, just for, our, just for our avid fans out there, who is that one player that you might be speaking of? <laughs> uh, the GOAT? The GOAT? The GOAT? The GOAT? The GOAT? Some of you might know him as LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> We're going to get some hate email after that. <laughs> it is. Hey, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, and being able hey, – and, and what and what did Cal Ripken say in baseball? If you can play the game, man, then you keep playing the game and get them stats up. So I ain't even trying to hear all that. Yeah, no, I mean, I got to agree with you. I, basically, for the last 10 seasons now – whatever conference LeBron has been in has usually been the better one, or at least, you know, has been talked about. Um, And, you know, there for a couple of years when LeBron was in Cleveland and you had the Golden State dynasty, you know, there was this true positive negative. You know, you had this true polarity in the NBA where you had a superpower in the East and a superpower in the West. And they clashed for four years straight, and it was absolutely beautiful. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, wherever LeBron goes, it's like that that conference is gonna dominate. And when he went out west, man, I was like, God, the West is already so good. And then yeah. he went out to the West. I'm like, okay, so the East is never gonna win a championship until he retires. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It seems like it, man. And then all those trades in the West just made the the, the dominant West teams that much better. Like it's oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, the West is uh you know, and the West has always been stacked. You see, you know, you had the in the in the early two thousands, you had the superpower of the San Antonio Spurs. They were stacked. You had the Kobe era, the Kobe and Shaq era. You know, you and R.I.P. Kobe. Right? We lost a good one this year. Man, um, it was a tough one. Yeah, that was a tough one. The basketball community felt that one in a in a good, healthy place right there. Man, I was at basketball practice when I found out that news. When I when I heard it, I I didn't want to believe it. I was like, that's a lie. Yeah, I, me and Jess were staying at, we were up in the mountains, staying in a cabin. We were totally disconnected from the world, phones off, everything off. It was like the last day of our stay, and and she had pulled her phone up just to see if anything would come through, and she said, did you see this? And I was like, see what? And, uh, you know, she showed me Kobe Bryant had, uh, it was still supposedly, at that point, it was like Kobe Bryant supposedly had passed in a, in a helicopter crash, and, and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, this is... I was like, this is the biggest hoax I've ever seen in my entire life. There is no way. <laughs> like, this man Look, is going to live forever. <laughs> hang on, that was a rough couple of weeks for me, man. It took me, it took me a minute to recover from that one. Yeah, I know. I watched I watched. It was funny, too, one of my players. Too. One of my players, I was training him at that time. He was like, yeah, coach, it's kind of weird because, like, players are really starting to grind and really get into their game, and the, the, the influence for all that it's gone. So it's really, you got to see who, who really wants it now without that, you know, that big brother, you know, always over your shoulder watching you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he coached and mentored a lot of young guys that are in the league today, just dominating. He was a part of, of helping them out, you know, through the USA basketball and all that stuff. So yeah, big, big loss to the basketball community. But so getting back on topic, but though, you know, I was talking about the, uh, the Western conference has been stacked for a long time. And like you said, wherever LeBron goes, it's, that's, that's where the league goes. But, you know, I think I got to say, though, in the Eastern Conference, especially in the top four seeds, I got a lot of young guys that I see that when LeBron retires, these guys are going to carry the East for a while. A lot of young guys yeah. in those top four seeds. Yeah, man, it's man, like the Celtics, man. They're super duper young, man. Miami, they had a, a really, really great offseason, picking up, making some good trades, and picking up some players who came out of the woodwork and just workhorses, man. So, man, I say about four or five years from now, the league again will be completely different. I think it'll be faster. I think it'll be more athletic, and I think it'll be more fun to watch. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so why don't we get in here? We'll talk some. We'll talk matchups. So you can you can call me if I'm wrong on any of these. I'll do the East and I'll let you run through the West. So right, So what I got, if we started the NBA playoffs right now, current seeding, current everything, I got Milwaukee as the number one seed playing the number eight seed Orlando Magic. Mm -hmm. I got the number two Toronto Raptors playing the number seven Brooklyn Nets. Yep. I got the number three Boston Celtics playing number six Philly. And I got number four Miami Heat playing against number five Indy Pacers. 
Everything stands up correct on that one. All right, and for the West, we got the number one Los Angeles Lakers versus the number eight Memphis Grizzlies. We got the number two LA Clippers versus the number seven Dallas Mavericks. We have the number three Denver Nuggets versus the number six Houston Rockets. And we have the number four Utah Jazz versus the number five Oklahoma City Thunder. Looks right on my end, sir. All right, so uh, so why don't we start here on the East? Let's go one versus eight. Let's start with the East. All right. Um, you know, so one thing that uh, that is very captivating in, in today, you talk you talk several times about how the NBA is different. Um, one of the things that is so captivating to me about the Milwaukee Bucks is the fact that Giannis is seven foot tall and is running the point, leading fast breaks, dishing assists, transition dunks. Even in a couple of games, he's hitting pull-up threes. I mean, this guy, they call him the Greek freak. But literally, in terms of basketball, he is the biggest freak I have ever seen play the game. And it's so wild how the tall guys now are just, like, running the floor and sometimes, in, like in Giannis's case, they're passing the little guys. Like, he's running right past some of the little guys. It's insane. I mean, dude, you got to think it's physics. It takes him less steps to get up the court. So, it's obviously, he's going to be down faster than everybody else as long as his legs are. And, I mean, dude, he's getting better every single year in the league. Like, people don't realize he's been in the league for seven years, and he's only 25. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron wasn't even like even at his peak at 25. Like Kobe probably was barely at his peak at 25. So like Giannis has got the next three to five years for Giannis is going to be just terrifying to the league. I mean, <laughs> that's scary. All right, with all this off time too, this extended off season. Oh my right? lord, he over there lifting weights underneath Greek gods and stuff like. <laughs> <laughs> He's, li- he's lifting up Mount Olympus. What are you talking about? That's right. That's right. Well, you know, you talked about the physics, and I get the physics of it, but it's just wild how, you know, you talked about the game changing. Like, you know, coming from our background in basketball, I was a little guy. I shot threes, and still to this day, I'm a little guy. I shoot threes. You're the big guy. You've been, you know, what, six eight since eighth grade? So <laughs> Something like that. Exactly. But your game, when we started playing basketball, they saw your height. They saw how broad your shoulders were. They saw everything about you, and they said, put that kid down on the block and feed him the ball every single time. And that's what they did. And you literally made your money on the block. Like, that's Man, what dude, did. I tell kids all the time, I say, yeah, I play D1 basketball. They said, really, what would you do? I said, jump up to the middle. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was about These it. These kids don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, but that's so it's why. like the game has changed. So now you got somebody like yourself, like Giannis. You got these big, long dudes. But now you're running the offense. You're running the transition fast breaks. You're grabbing the boards and you're you're running downhill. It's so different. Right. And that's like, you know, that's my biggest regret growing up is like I didn't expand my game to, you know, increase those skills. And these guys, they're, that's what they're doing. They're not letting, you know, you know, their coaches, you know, tell them this is what you should work on. They're expanding their game on their off seasons, man. And they're getting 
it's, it's ridiculous, man. If, even if you look at when we get over talking to the West, I'll, I'll talk about it more. But these players are evolving from when they get into the league. They're, they're changing positions completely. Yeah. So it's wild. Yeah, they go overseas or go to college and they play – they play one position, then they go work out with an NBA team, and they end up a totally different position. And then they end up on whatever team they get drafted by. It's a totally different – like, hey, yesterday you were running power forward. Uh, today you're going to run shooting guard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's, and it works. For some of the ones that really wanted it, it works. It's, it's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. So one thing I did find interesting about this matchup, you know, I got to say, if you look at this on paper – and you look at Giannis, you look at the Bucks and their record, um, you know, and then you look at Orlando. Orlando hadn't been good since Shaq and Penny left, let's be honest. <laughs> so, so you look at this on paper, you think blowout, blowout city. Milwaukee's going to walk away with it. You know, one thing I found interesting, though, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Orlando mm-hmm. actually has the number four defense in the league. So – while they don't have a superstar, they don't have a notable name on their team, uh, they may not have mm-hmm. won a whole bunch of games, they play really good defense. I mean, I, and I agree. Uh, you know, defense is always my thing. But, I mean, just looking up their head-to-heads, man, I don't, I don't see it. Like, it, Bucks already lead the series 4 to nothing, right? And every game has been a 10-plus victory. So, it's like, well, except for the one, the December 9th matchup, 2019, that was uh, Orlando 101 and Milwaukee 110. That was the closest margin of victory that Orlando – or margin of defeat that Orlando came in to Milwaukee. So it's – I don't know, man. I, so so I, got, I got that too. I got that too. So, yes, you are right. The Bucks head-to-head. The Bucks are 4-0 and against Orlando, as they should be. Yes. Um, they got two games that are absolute blowouts, like – Orlando wasn't even in it. Um, The third game, eh, you know, with a couple of good possessions, Orlando probably could have got in it. And then they got that one game, like you mentioned, they were within 10 points, which in basketball is easy. That's a three-possession game. That's not much. Right. So so I got that too. But I will – let me run a couple of things by you because these are pretty interesting. Okay. So Orlando has some notable wins and losses on the season that uh, I think, you know, it does mean something in the overall spectrum spectrum of basketball. So Orlando, uh, they beat Philly twice. Um, And Philly is not a scrub team. Philly is actually ranked higher than them. They they finished sixth in the playoff seating. Um, They got a lot of young studs over there in Philly. But so they beat Philly twice this year. Uh, They also... Uh, beat Miami, um, which, again, ranked higher than them. They got a young core. They got Jimmy Butler over there having his best games. So they beat Miami. But then here's the really here's the really interesting ones. So on the road, so Orlando goes on the road. They go out to Staples against the Lakers, and they beat the Lakers at Staples. They go out on the road to Houston. And they absolutely demolish Houston. Now, Houston is hit or miss, you know, whatever. But they still got Harden and Westbrook, and you can't turn your nose up at either one of those cats. So they go out to Houston, and they absolutely blow Houston out of water. And then, now this is a, a, a fragile Brooklyn. 
Yeah. They don't have Kyrie. They don't have KD. But they still go up to Brooklyn, and they beat Brooklyn, who is also ranked higher than them. So, I mean, in my opinion, with the number four defense and with a couple of these notable wins, I, I, don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a landslide like everybody expects it to be. I mean, I, I'll give them a game. You know what I'm saying? But I just think playoff mentality, like the way you were describing it, yeah, they, they went out and they won games. A win's a win. I'll give you that. But I feel like they snuck these teams, right? These teams, you know, little brothers coming to play and holy crap, he made a couple of trick shots on you and horse. You <laughs> ended up losing the game. Little brother hit me in the chin one time and I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all um, right, all right. Well, so, and, and so I, I, you know, I agree. Um, you know, one thing I found interesting, too, though, was, was streaks. So basketball is all about runs, right? Even right. in the game, it's about runs. You, you hit a three, and then you hit another three, and then you hit another three, and you're up 10 points. And everybody's like, how did that happen? You know? <laughs> so it, basketball is all about runs. So one thing I found interesting, uh, we're, we're talking about if the playoffs started right now, today. So mm-hmm. as of today – Milwaukee is on a three-game losing streak. They probably haven't lost three games back-to-back all season. (laughs) But they are on a three-game losing streak. And then on the other side of that coin, Orlando is on a three-game win streak. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, you know, they did – and they so blew out. That's the blowout rocket. Rock, my bad. It's the rocket's blowout. So you 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 got a point. Yes. So so here's here's we'll we'll get into the predictions. So we've talked about the head to head. We've talked about the notable wins and losses. Let's get into the predictions. What's your prediction for this series? I'm still say Milwaukee in six. In six. In six, man. I'm, oh. I'm gonna take what you I'm gonna take what you had to heart, but I'm gonna say Milwaukee in six. Dang. Well. You so I was over here arguing for Orlando, and I didn't even give Orlando as much as you gave him. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my prediction: is the Bucks win four to one, right? And and right. and what I think because Orlando, you know, because of their win streak and their defense, I say that Orlando is able to pull a win from home. They win one of their games at home. But the Bucks win that one four to one. Okay, so yeah, Bucks take it. I mean, there's there really is no debate. One game, eh? That's hit or miss. Like you said, that could just be a run or two at the end of the game or in the end of the halftime. It you know takes the takes the momentum away. So yeah, we're right. on the same page. Okay, all right. So let's move over to this next series here. So we got East number two and number seven. So that's going to be the uh, the Raptors of Toronto. And that's going to be the Nets from Brooklyn. Okay, okay. Now, what are your thoughts? We had a little brief discussion about this beforehand, and, you know, I was corrected. I mean, without KD and Kyrie being up in the air, I mean, the Nets are just another team, in my opinion, man. They could they could be number seven or they could be number nine. I, I, I really wasn't impressed with them this season. I mean, they had some good games. They had some good plays, but it was just – it was just, you know, mediocre basketball, in my opinion, compared to what else is out there. So, I, you know, the, the, the Raptors, even though they lost Kawhi, I mean, they are the the the, uh, the reigning champions. That That is a fact. So, I mean, they've right. been put out by LeBron all those years before. 
I, I don't think that they're going to come incorrect. I think they're going to come to play, you know? Yeah. Well, and one thing is interesting about this series. So KD, uh, KD was out the entire season. We already expected that. That wasn't a surprise. Uh, mm -hmm. Kyrie was out for a good part of the season. And so, you know, they made these trades to create this big three of KD, Kyrie, and, um, and uh, DeAndre Jordan. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan's kind of been running the show all season. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, um, but one thing that's interesting here. So, Brooklyn, uh, obviously, without KD and Kyrie, they do not have an impressive offense at all. They are uh, ranked number 18 currently in the NBA as far as offensive production. And then Toronto, you mentioned they lost Kawhi. So they don't, they don't really have a guy. They, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry is, uh, he's not the guy. Like, no. <laughs> like he's, he's an outstanding player. Like, don't get me wrong. But he's not a guy that you look at and you go, uh, yeah, Kyle is going to lead this franchise to the mountaintop. Like, it's not – he's not the guy. And so they don't have a guy. But what Toronto does really well is uh, they, they play good team defense. They're the number one ranked defense in the league. And they also uh, share the ball really well. They play team basketball on the offensive side. Right. Um, and, and I think the, that's how they're able to win games. Right. And on the other token, too, even though Kyle Lowry is not the guy, I mean, Siakam, dude, he made, I mean, he made a little statement last year. I mean, obviously, he was shadowed by Kawhi and his amazing plays. But, I mean, throughout the season, man, he's he's been doing his thing. I mean, he started off the season with 34, you know, and as the season progressed, man, he, he's their leading scorer most, most games. So, it's – if that's their guy, you know, I'm always – Go roll with the post player, small forwards down. So, yeah, no, I mean, respect to respect to Siakam. Um, I mean, he has definitely elevated his game to another level. But I, I mean, I still don't think he's the guy. Like, I don't <laughs> like, I don't see him in that conversation of like Giannis, AD, LeBron, Kawhi. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and go, yeah, man. Did you see uh, Siakam uh, lead Toronto to a championship last year? Like, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but he was dropping, like, 25-30. I mean, just because you don't know him, I mean, numbers don't lie. Well, yeah. He he has definitely – I will say he's elevated his game, and he's a legit – like, I didn't even know his name before last season. But right. he, he has definitely elevated his game, for sure. Um. So, I mean, as far as this series, you got the best defense in the league against a, a pretty uh, pretty uh, boring offense. You're not going to write home about this offense. So, no. And you got, you got KD out. You got Kyrie has been kind of off and on basically all season. Um, I will say, though, Brooklyn has a couple of wins that, you know, at least made me kind of raise my eyebrow a little bit. They, they went up to Boston or I guess in their case it would have been down to Boston, whatever. They went to Boston and beat Boston without Kyrie or KD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is that's, that, is, that is a pretty big win. I mean, you can't – and, you know, we're about to talk about them next. And the Celtics, they always make a run. They're historically great, and they've, they've got some horses on them. So, I, I mean, anybody can win. It's any given night. 
don't don't get me wrong. These are the best 400 athletes playing basketball in the world. But I, I'm just th- I'm just thinking that game focus, man. That that experience without Kyrie, without KD, this Nets team really doesn't have much playoff playoff depth in them. They they don't they don't know what they're about to get no. into. No, and De- DeAndre, DeAndre he had a couple of runs with the Celtics. I mean, I don't think they made it past like the second round though. No, no, DeAndre Jordan, give me the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, he made a couple of runs there with Blake and Chris Paul, but I don't, I don't think they ever made it out of the second round, did they? I don't think so. I think they always made it through the first and got put out in the second. That's kind of, you know, been Chris Paul's legacy. Hate, hate <laughs> to say it. I feel like we're hating on all these players, and they, they, they probably gonna hate us. But no, nah, we're just speaking our truth. That's it. You know, you don't gotta go Watch up against me. You gotta, just watch hey, the game man. and see what you see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm on calling how I see it. <laughs> I mean, like, like I'm just calling like I see it. Like Chris Paul's never played in a conference finals. I'm, I don't hate the guy, but <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but know, so so they got those notable, you know, they got some notable wins, you know, without their best players. So that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, like you said, they're a pretty uh, they're a pretty lackluster oh. team without their best their best guys. So. You know, and I'm looking at this too. They did, they did finish off their their, their uh, the season as is with three wins, and one of them was against the Lakers. So, right. So, uh, yeah. This this one might be a dog a dog fight, man. This one might well, be a here, dog fight. Well, here, so to, to so to contrast that, they went to Boston and beat Boston. They went to Staples and beat LA, but they also. Lost at home to the New York Knicks and lost at home to the Minnesota Timberwolves, which are <laughs> they're a couple players short of like a JV team. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. When, 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 what was the date on that 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 New York loss? I I can, uh, I, can I can accept a you know a Minnesota loss, but New York, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, losing to New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because they lost at home both times, which, you know, I can, I think home court advantage is a big deal. Like, I, I consider that when I look at these matchups. There's so much to go into play in home court, dude. The travel, the fans. Hey, the courts now look different. So it's like you got to adjust if you're not used to that. So there's a lot that goes on to that. Right. Let's see. Dang, bro. They lost in overtime. I got them the last time they played. Uh, Minnesota was on uh, December 30th, and they lost to them in overtime. There you go. Oh, yeah, there we go. And then four days before that, when they played Minnesota, they lost by 10 points or, yeah, eight points to New York. So Yeah, so back-to-back mm. losses, basically, to New York and Minnesota at home. Uh, that's pretty rough. Yeah, you got a point there. You got a point there. So and I then, actually and went then, on big losing streak at that point. Yeah, and so as far as like head to head goes, <clears throat> Toronto obviously leads that head to head. They're three to one, uh, but their only loss was at Brooklyn. So I usually give people a little bit of leeway when it's an away loss because it's harder to play when you're not at home. You got to travel. You know, these guys are coming from a different country. Even they're coming from you know Canada. But hey, but you know, this the Brooklyn and, and Toronto. They're like. You know, that's like driving to Memphis for us. So. <laughs> you just cross the bridge, right? Yeah. Niagara Falls and you're there. But I, so, I mean, I get it, but. Mm, mm. Okay. So, okay. So, all things considered, KD is hurt. We already knew that was the case. He was out the whole season. Yeah. It wasn't a surprise. Kyrie has had injuries his entire career, even going back to Duke. 
He's been in and out of IR, but when he's out of IR, he is really special. Um, yeah. But he's been in and out basically all of January and February. He's been in and out of IR. So all things considered, right here, right now, seven-game series, Toronto and Brooklyn, what do you got? Let's make it funny. Let's say, I'm going to honestly say Toronto and seven. I think I think this is a dog fight. I think this is that this is that wake up call for Toronto. Like, oh crap, we got to get our crap together. We don't have Rosen oh. or Kawhi, Kyle Lowry. What you gonna do? You just got <laughs> that contract extension. Siakam, you earn that. You gonna earn that All Star spot. Yeah, you gonna earn that All Star spot. Right, and and, and um, I mean, there's there's, there's X factors too. I might cut you off, but like KD on your bench. He's like the ultimate cheerleader. Let's be honest. Like I don't True. know what he's pumping these kids, these teammates up with, but when they go out, they, they ride for KD. So I True. think with him sitting on the bench in the playoffs, I think New, I think uh, Brooklyn's going to fight a little bit harder. True. Well, in his veteran leadership, uh, I mean, he's been to what three or four conference, uh, or no, he's been to three or four different NBA finals. He's won two championships. He's a league MVP. He's a he's a finals MVP. He's a scoring champion. I mean, you got all those accolades sitting over on the bench telling you what's going to happen. Here's the game plan. Here's the situation. Keep your composure. You're playing it, you know, away. It's not a big deal. It's just another basketball game. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree. KD on the bench as like a cheerleader slash assistant coach. That's a that means a lot for sure to these young guys. So you got you got Toronto in seven. So here's what I said. So uh, so I had Toronto winning four to two. I thought Brooklyn <laughs> could squeeze out two. That's fair. That's fair. That's I thought fair. I thought Brooklyn could squeeze out two. Now I will say this: Kyrie has been in and out of injuries for most of January, February. I say mm-hmm. if Kyrie was able to play in three or four of those games. Like if he, let's say he, his injury wasn't that serious, he was playing, I, I could agree with that seven game series. I do think it'd be a dog fight. It'll be a grind, but without Kyrie, I just four to two, that's my, that's my prediction. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. Are those two games, are those two home games or did they sneak one in, they sneak one in Toronto? You know, just to make it interesting, I'll say they squeeze one out of Toronto. Fair enough. All right. That's a good because I, I say, mean, I say my they record, take they got... one in Toronto and they take one at home. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because if I mean if they say if they're gonna win uh what is it? I said seven series, if they're gonna win three games, they gotta win at least one away. So yeah, we're on the same page. That's a bet. Okay. All right. First round. So we got so we got Toronto winning that one. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go over here to this uh let's go over here to this uh three six matchup. This is a good one. <laughs> okay. So we got Boston at number All right. three. We got Philly at number six. Oh, man. The greatest player to ever play the game of basketball, in his own words. Um, Joel Embiid versus the Horses of the, uh, Boston. Man. So, okay. Um, so here's what I'll say about Boston. That, that, that core of Tatum, Brown, Smart, yep. Walker, yep. and yep. Hayward, <laughs> yep. <laughs> all underneath Brad Stevens, like, that's just, it almost doesn't seem fair. Like, that's ridiculous. You have five coachable players with arguably the best players coach in the league right now. 
Yeah, by far. And then, so this is pretty. This is pretty staggering. Uh, Boston has the second best defense in the league, and Philly's offense is absolutely terrible. They are number twenty-one in the league in offense. And, so they can't you know, score the ball, and Boston can defend the ball. Right, and you know, for the past couple seasons, it's been. You know, how do they run their offense? It's either heavy Embiid or heavy Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons can't shoot. So it's like you got two post players that you're trying to run this offense through, and one of them can dribble right. a little bit sometimes. And it, it's it's crazy, man. And, like, they, they I feel that they, they bully teams to wins. Um, I don't really think that they're they're beating teams. I think that, you know, you've seen Embiid play, man. He, he's a little chippy guy. And I, I love that game about him, but it's just – that's an antic, in my opinion. I don't think that, that comes with skill. And I think he gets in people's heads and, you know, takes them out of their game. But, you know, it's the playoffs. And these and, and right. the Celtics, besides besides Marcus Smart, ain't none of them dudes with high heads. Not even close. So it's – No. It's, you're you're going you're gonna to get yourself – you might take yourself out of the series. <laughs> like, right. So some interesting facts now that we've gone down those avenues. So, <laughs> so it seems like on paper <laughs> – on paper, both you and I would agree that Boston is just going to absolutely smack Philly. But. Yes. So, Philly, Philly is 29-2 and two at home. 29-2. and two. They've only Same, lost man. two games at home. And that's their fans. It's, it's that Philadelphia atmosphere, man. I, like, yeah, if I'm I Boston, it, like, I don't want to go to the state of Pennsylvania. If I'm Boston, <laughs> like. I don't want to go. No, there. man, no, no, not at all. But at the same time, you you got you got the playoff the uh, the playoff bracket in your in your in your favor. You're you know you're the top seed. You right. Just win at home. Win at home. Well, and so okay, so on top of their home record, so Philly in the opening game of the season, right? So everybody's you know dusting the cobwebs off from the off season, and everybody's getting back used to each other and. And whatnot. So Philly goes in the o- in the opener, the season opener. They go to Boston. Well, no, that was at Philly, but they beat Boston in the season opener. Mm, that is also and then, true. And then overall, in the head-to-head on the series, Philly is three games to one. <laughs> I know, man. This is wild. So you know, and their only Boston's only win was at home so that you know they were only able to win there at the garden so you know while this on paper seems like a seems like a David and Goliath almost for whatever reason Boston and Philly play each other very close yes I'll I'll agree with that halfway now the first game the first game of the season that was you know 14 points I won't consider that a blowout you know 20 plus is a blowout but the second game, that was a close game. Now, third game that they lost, it, uh, it, I think it was a blowout. I think, yeah, it was a blowout. It was 21. That's giving up the sticks, man. That's a game wrap. So, I, I feel like as the season progressed, Boston would get would have gotten better. Obviously, we can't say talk about that really. But I think at this point where we are the season, Boston is better. Now, there is another player that we didn't mention for Philly that, you know, shouts out to UT, how could we forget? Tobias Harris, man, like he's a sleeper, dude. And I think that if you put him on a on a on a contending team, which Philly is a contending team, I think that 
that energy and that 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 atmosphere of that team, that team chemistry is going to raise up a little bit because he's a dog, dude. Because there's yeah. honestly watching him at UT, I was like, there's no way he's a, he's a lottery pick, and he has Same. literally shown me there's no way he's a lottery pick. I mean, Same. I was taller than him at the time. I was I was bigger than he was. There's no way that this kid is better than me, and he's shown, dude. He's proven. He's he's in, he, I mean, he's gotten better every year. So it's like you add that to that team and. Playoff time, dude. I don't no, know. Same, still, I, same, same, dude. Like, if 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 somebody asked me right now, like, who was the best player on that team of whatever year he played at Tennessee? Like, I can't even remember when he played at Tennessee. Like, he was not – he just wasn't that – I mean, he wasn't – like, he didn't blow my socks off. But, like, he's improved so much. You know, and I actually made a note of that. So Boston has three guys that average over 20 points a game, which is crazy. And Philly only has one, Joel Embiid, not even Simmons, who some argue is their best player. But Philly's only got one guy. You know who the number two scorer is on Philly? It has to be Harris, isn't it? Tobias freaking Harris. Tobias Harris is the number two scorer on Philly. That's crazy. He is nothing in his career, man. I can't wait till he becomes an all-star. Honestly, people start That'd seeing be, the skill. We'll be hype. We'll be buying Tobias jer- uh, Tobias jerseys. <laughs> like, I know, right? We live in the town he went to college in. Yeah, that's funny. So okay, yeah, so I mean, man, I, just, so, I mean, it looks like it's it looks like it's David and Goliath, but I just think I think there's a lot of factors here. And we all know how that David and Goliath story played out. So. <laughs> All right, so then, okay, given what we know, right here, right now, seven-game series, what do you got? I'm going to have to go Celtics in five, bro. And I think they sneak one in Philly. I think it's playoff time. The boys aren't playing. You know, Al Horford is a veteran. Marcus Smart is a dog. And then you got uh, Brown and Tatum, dude, who just flat out, man, they're really good. Like they're really good, so I, I just don't see it, man. I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see Philly coming out with this one. I don't. Okay, all right. So I, I'm on the other end of that spectrum there. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I got this one going to seven. I got this one going to seven. Um, okay. I got Boston pulling this out four to three. Okay. Uh, here's why. Here's why. So Boston. They are proven winners in the postseason. They have won postseason series. They have won postseason games. They know how to win in the postseason. Um, so that's one. Uh, Brad Stevens, dude, that guy can coach basketball. Like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where or what he's, you know, what Kool Aid he's on. That guy can coach basketball. Um, and so he's he's an X factor for me. And then also Tatum. Uh, so for me, Tatum's skill and star power is enough to overshadow Simmons and Joel's skill and star power. I agree. I agree. I mean, and like we talked about earlier, Tatum trained with Kobe. So he's got the mama mentality. I'm rolling with Celtics. That's right. Okay, so we got Boston in, in – you got Boston in five. I got Boston in seven. Okay. But we're, we're agreeing Boston. We're, we're still going Boston. Okay. 
Okay. All right, so let's go to our last East round matchup here. This is number four and number five. We got Miami and Indy. I hate to say this, but dude, I, I, I could really care less who wins this series because we're not going to go past the first round. <laughs> so, but <laughs> for the sake of the show, we got to talk about it. They got some good athletes. You know, they got another UT guy in Miami. Shouts out to Josh, Josh Richardson. You know, we were in Rocky Top League together one year. He was a good player. He's a good leader, I think. But, I mean, I just, you know, I think this is going to be one of those long series that, you know, just kind of, you know, fill out the TV time for the NBA ratings. Um, Sell tickets. To be honest. Sell tickets. Yeah. Right. They, they, need, they need TV at home. They, they got to sell those advertisements. So, this, this is one of those series that keeps that going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, no, you know, I got I got the exact same. So this, so I was looking at, <laughs> so when I was analyzing these two, I was looking at stats and I was looking at differences and things like that. I was trying to like, I was trying to pick out like, where's the standout? You <laughs> know, like, <laughs> where do I? These these two right here are so closely matched, like as far as statistics, that like. I mean, it could honestly go either way. Like, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they, either team doesn't really have that superstar. They each got a player or two that, you know, can break away in a game. But as yeah. far as, you know, that dog that's going out and scoring, you know, playoff 30s every night, well, yeah. you might have three guys score 20, and that's how you win games, which is okay. It's a team sport, but no. Yeah. <laughs> well, not so that's here, the first so time that's the, not going to work. Here's the interesting thing about uh, about Indy though. So Indy, like they don't they don't have a superstar. Like Victor Oladipo is a stud, but like they don't have a household name. But no. uh, they play really good basketball. So they are right now tied for second in the league in overall field goal percentage at forty seven, just over forty seven and a half, and then. They are number six in the league in assists, and they're number four in the league in turnovers. So they put the ball into the basket, and they don't turn it over, and they share it well with each other, which is like all really good, you know, formula for for winning basketball. I mean, like they can win basketball games. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, they got a good record. I mean. 40, almost 40 wins. That's not bad, but you know, it's I just, you know, I, I don't see it. And I, and I'm thinking about this too, right? I just realized this Jimmy Butler plays for the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, like, no, I don't, no, 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 no. Jimmy Butler doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Jimmy Butler has a LeBron's not in the Eastern conference on his shoulder. So now he can actually go and win games. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And, you know, with Miami leading the series 2-0, to I mean, and the second one being on a blowout, it was only a week later, but it was still a pretty big win. I, I just, you know, I think if Jimmy Butler can learn to play with his teammates just a little bit, he's, he's the MVP of this series. And he takes them to the promised land, but still going to be a drag out. But Jimmy Butler is uh, yeah. going to be the one that we talk about. Well, yeah, so, yeah, my notes on Miami, exactly the same as what you said. Butler is going to do what Butler does, man. Butler gets buckets. He plays basketball. He does not BS around. Like, he just – he goes out there, he puts the jersey on, he plays basketball. So, Butler's going to do what Butler does. Here's my X factor, though. 
uh, Bam Adebayo? <laughs> like, mm. uh, what is this guy drinking this season? Because uh, he has tripled every single statistical category that they measure. And this is his third year in the league. So he has tripled from when he came into the league until today. He has tripled every single one of his statistical categories. Uh, that's crazy. He's having a he's having a game a season, I guess I should say. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, and that's the thing too, right? So we're talking about players who you know they're developing, right? So we can't really think about it like that. So we're talking about today. The league ended, you know, a year ended a year ago, or excuse me, a month ago. I'm tripping. Ended a month ago, and these guys have got a month to get fresh, get right. And this dude has been increasing for you know three seasons right and i honestly I, i'm liking miami's athletes over you know indiana and i'm a, I'm a firm believer in you know the athletes win the game you got a or an athlete you got a little bit of skill you're going to intimidate you're going to run all over the court and i mean it's a it's a it's a three three-dimensional game it's not you know right. baseline to baseline anymore it's baseline to baseline and above the rim so I just I, I i think that you're right man bam is really really good dude and then you know they're just they're athletes man Derrick Jones, come on, bro. All he does right. is eat springs and hang out with Instagram models. Like, his life is good. So, he ain't He's playing doing with right. stress. <laughs> yeah, he ain't playing with stress. So, okay. I, so, I, then, I, I so then if the season if the season was going, seven-game mm-hmm. series right now, Miami-Indy, who you got? Courageous. I got Miami in seven. And they split a home – they split. They each split a home game just to keep things interesting. <laughs> I like it. So the series is close. It's back and forth. Like you said, they're going to sell advertising, get the TV ratings, get to sell the tickets. So I actually got the exact same. I got Miami and seven right here. That's a bet. That's hey, that's the first one we came in agreement on. There All you the go. All yeah, right. Here's why, here's why I say that. So I got Miami and seven just, just simply because of how high Indy is in their efficiency offensively they play the game well and smart offensively but also they got wins against boston la and toronto and those are pretty big wins when they don't really have like a star play like a victor oladipo like i said i'm not gonna disrespect a man he's a good player but like they don't have a guy and so then they go to boston beat boston la and toronto so I say Miami in seven, but Indy's definitely going to – they're going to fight. They're going to be in the trenches. They're going to fight. I agree. I agree. That's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. So, All right. So, that's, so that's the East. That wraps up the East. We got our East uh, matchup. So we got Miami coming out of the East. We got Boston coming out of the East. We got Toronto coming out of the East. And we got Milwaukee coming out of the East. So that wraps up our East. Uh, so for our next episode, guys, we're going to go into the Western Conference first round. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of the same. We're going to go through some of the ins and outs, our opinions on the game, on the players, on the matchups. So our next episode is going to be Western Conference first round. Uh, make sure you like and share the podcast. Uh, make sure you go and follow us on social media. We've got our social media up. So on Instagram, you can find us at uh, Double Dribble the Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Facebook, it's exactly the same: Double Dribble the Podcast. Um, the Podcast. Then, see what? I said the Podcast. 
the Ohio State University. No. <laughs> so and then, the. <laughs> and then on Twitter, you got hey, at shout. Double Dribble 89. At Double Dribble 89 for Twitter. 89 was a good year. That's right. That Two. was a good year, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Two legends were born. But I don't know nothing about that, though. Yeah, Psych. I don't know nothing about that. That's none of my business. That's none of my business. <laughs> I'm going to just drink my tea over here. See you next week, fellas. See you next week. And ladies. Sorry. <laughs> Peace.